Looking for a few good men? Well, we've got something even better. Welcome to A Few Good Romano Men, a podcast that will leave you feeling, well, pretty good. And without further ado, here is your host, Sam Romano. Well, welcome to the Few Good Romano Men podcast. This is Sam. I'm your host, joined by the Few Good Romano Men, Chris, Uncle Jay, uh, Uncle D, and Caleb. What up, guys? What up, what up? So, I am finally back. Last week, I wasn't able to make it, and so you guys uh, covered for me. And I actually listened to it a few times. It was really good. You guys did a really good job. Wasn't the same without you, man. <laughs> well, I know some some of you guys are seasoned podcast vets, so I didn't really have a lot of doubt. Yeah, it's not like it's my full time job or anything. <laughs> <laughs> you better and be I happen, buddy. I, ha- I happen to be a Padawan of the best of the best. So there, there it is. <laughs> yeah. So that podcast took place two. That podcast took two weeks ago and so uh there was a lot of stuff that happened in the sports world uh especially the nfl playoffs where we got past uh the wild card and the divisional round and now we're uh, gearing up for the conference championship games so uh, i want to get your guys initial reactions i know that this might be a sore subject for one of the members here but uh uh, what is your immediate reaction of the divisional round? Why don't we start with Dad? I thought it was fairly predictable. Um, there's a couple of a couple of games that I thought, uh, namely the, the the Bengals and the Bills game. You know, I think most of us had the Bills going to the Super Bowl, not just on sentimentality, but on merit. I thought, I think we thought, I think we all picked them too. To be honest with you. Um, but, yeah, I thought they would have a better showing at home in the snow, and that just wasn't the case. Uh, so the Bengals showed up. You know, the Bengals obviously clearly have, you know, probably the second-best quarterback, you know, on planet Earth. Um, and their offense is really, really, really good. I, I didn't think their defense was as good as it's been. Um, and Kansas City's going to have a tough, tough, tough game next week just because – um, their defense is, is, is good. I think they match up with Kansas City very well too. So yeah. Um, a little bit surprised by that Kansas city, I thought, you know, would roll obviously Mahomes injuries a little bit, uh, of a factor there. And on the NFC side, um, you know, I think everybody expected for the most part it to be Philly and, and San Fran, um, Dallas gave them a good game. um dallas gave him a a, a good game the defense played well the defense played well enough to win Dak didn't make enough plays so that's kind of my take on it yeah i agree i agree anybody else have anything yeah i think joe burrow is the greatest quarterback now um i think the Bengals surprised me a lot i thought the bills were going to the super bowl 100 percent. and then i the when uh, Patrick Mahomes got hurt, I thought that Trevor Lawrence was going to pull it out. I can't lie. Um, but Chad Henney, man. Chad Henney on that game-winning drive looking like vintage. Go Blue. Go Blue. Michigan, yeah. 
Um, so that surprised me. Other than that, I mean, the Eagles just absolutely molly whopping the Giants for the third time. What was that word? Able to see molly whopping. Molly whopping. Um, gotta look that one up. Yeah. Very vintage. Tonight, Reese. Uh, tonight, Reese. Uh, Ike Reese uses that terminology. Molly whopping. Hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a Philly thing. It's a Philly thing. It's a Philly thing. Gotcha. Well. Congrats on the molly whopping that the Eagles laid on the Giants. A shellacking, if you may. Anybody heard from Joe Romano? Anybody? No. Uh, my sources spoke to him today, Ooh. and he's doing well. He's doing okay. Okay. He's excited. He's turned the page to uh, to basketball. Of course. And and in two weeks he'll turn the page to pitchers and catchers. Yeah. Down yeah. In yeah. Florida for the St. Louis Cardinals, which. Of course, deal. dominated that conversation with my sources today. So that's good. Yeah. The yeah, I mean, the basketball side of him of that is a uh, he didn't he didn't have a very hard fall to turn to because no, 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 no. Order is dad's dad's uh, list. Is it baseball, football, and basketball? I think the Celtics might be third in his list, right? No, I would put them. A little higher than football? Second. Yeah, the yeah. Cardinals baseball's always been his favorite, but the Giants are third, I think. I would I would agree with that, Jay. Yeah. That that was a room back in the eighties too, because he that's Does that I mentioned mean? the three the three sport love, right? Like I haven't been able to do that in a long time with, with three teams competing. In the eighties they had it all well, I don't really remember how good the Cardinals were in the eighties, but I mean, oh, they were good. They all won championships in in that decade, all yeah. three of his teams. So that's pretty successful as a fan. And they were multiple finals, or or you know, Super Bowls or championships in the decade as well. So yeah, it's a pretty good one for him. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uncle Jay, how was your uh, as a Dallas Cowboys fan? How was your divisional round weekend? What are your thoughts? So I watched the game with my friend Scott who is a big Cowboys fan. Some of you guys know him. And uh, we ordered some wings. The wings were fantastic, by the way. Really good wings. And I simply asked him, what's your expectations? And he looked at me, he goes, I think we're going to win. I go, I don't think we're going to win this game. I said, you understand what hasn't happened in 20, 27 years. He's like, yeah, I think we're going to win, though. And maybe that's the problem. Because usually if I think they're going to win, they're not going to. So I said, well, let's just go in with zero expectations. Like, and I told him, I said, I could see them winning. I could see them winning big. I could see them winning close. I could see the Niners winning big. I could see the Niners winning close. There was no scenario in that game that sh that shocked me. Really? Yeah, nothing would have shocked me going into that game. Well, if Dallas winning big would have shocked me. Yeah, that would have shocked me. I, I watched yeah. them beat Minnesota, though, on the road. And I know Minnesota isn't San Francisco. But when they've played the perfect game, Tampa Bay, too. I know they're different teams, but I've seen them dominate. So it wouldn't have shocked me if they got everything on track, but it, all it took was that first Dak pick, which gave the Niners three, and that second Dak pick right at the end of the first half, which was such a killer because it went from what could have been 13-6 or 12-6, depending on if you got your kicker working, or even 9-6 Dallas to 9-6 San Francisco. If you take away those two picks – that Dak threw and the subsequent points and then maybe add points on it. They probably win that game because um, their defense played. And I texted you guys all of this. 
defense played, I think, their best game of the year uh, in this game, the way that they were able to neutralize McCaffrey, Debo. I mean, if you told me 19 points was what Dallas was going to give up and they would have Debo under 50, McCaffrey under 50, uh, 50 yards, I would have said, I'll take my chances. We'll get to 20. But they couldn't do it, and they choked again. And it is what it is. I, I didn't lose a ton of sweat over it. Uh, I think if it was like the last minute, last second type of loss, that would have hit me harder. I slept pretty good Sunday night. I woke up Monday morning, and I was like, my life's going to go on. So here we go. Let's go 49ers. I'm glad you have a pop. <laughs> there was two moments that game that I think are outside of Dak that I thought played a really like important role was, and it was really uncharacteristic too, was Trayvon Diggs missed that tackle on uh, Kittle, which seemed like an easy, like if he hits him, he's probably not holding onto the ball, like the way that he was bobbling it. Doesn't and then, he get a 15 yarder though, if he hits him, Sam, like that's the NFL yeah. today, right? Like, he was defenseless. So if he's bobbling the ball and he comes in and nails him. He probably gets a 15-yard penalty, right? I, I, I agree with you. He should have hit him, but he was afraid to hit him because I think he didn't want to get the penalty because of today's NFL. I don't know. And, and then even that, it's a good point. And then even the, after that, though, is that the dropped interception, like he doesn't drop interceptions at all. Like, I know, at all. Right in his hands. When yeah, I watched it. And then they like, went on and scored the touchdown in that drive, which is, yeah. That, that ended up being game-winning the game-winning touchdown for for the Niners but I mean the on that Diggs picks that off which is usually his thing I mean the you give the Cowboys momentum and now with a chance to go not only you know uh make noise but they have a chance to go win the game because if they make a a drive the length of the field and score a touchdown they have they're now in position where the Niners have to make a last you know second miracle to, to win yeah, I think also Tony Tony Pollard played a big. I mean, because yeah. he got hurt right before that second interception. So like that, and then the pick was just like a little. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with the Pollard thing, but I, I think the other. Uh, the other well, Pollard's the second yeah, best they, player, so I mean, to not have him yeah. in the second half was hard. But you, they, they tried. They to wouldn't have Zeke. won. Yes. They wouldn't have won with Pollard. The the bottom line is is Dak, you know, and that's, and unfortunately, you know, I think every Dallas fan knows that like you can every year, every single year, we get to this point with Dallas, when it's a wild card round, divisional round or in the regular season. And if, well, if this play happened or if that play happened or if this play happened or that play happened, the bottom line is your quarterback has not been good enough in the big moments to get you to where you want to be. And yeah, and that's just the bottom line. Like, and it's I watched a lot of all 22 film this week, Chris, from the clips that were Come posted on. on Twitter. On. And it's mind-boggling some of the decisions that Dak made. Like, he's very talented. And when he looks good, he looks good. But there are moments where you can just sense that he just panicked. Like, even on the yeah. play that he took the sack in that very last drive, if he just looks right, it's third and ten, right? Just look right. There's Zeke in the flat, wide open. So you're not even checking all of your progressions as a quarterback. You're, and you stepped into a sack as opposed to staying back a little bit and letting yeah. the Cowboys – I mean, it was it was really telling to me. And I think I've just been, I don't know, maybe a little blinded, you know, and covered up with the wins, some of the wins that they had. But I didn't realize this. 
I think more and more until I've recently watched where he's still a good quarterback, but he's always going to be in that middle level. He will. Unless he figures out that area. I'm going to tell you why. Which is decision-making. I'm going to tell you why. And, I, and then, I'll, then I'll shut up about this. A quarterback is marked by two primary things beyond their physical ability. One, how good they are pre-snap. Mm-hmm. So when they come to the line of scrimmage and they survey, you know, the defense, what are they looking at? Yep. You know, what, what are they showing pre-snap? And then the second thing is post-snap. And post-snap is where you have to process very, very fast. Because in the NFL, what you get pre-snap is very rarely what you get post-snap. And yeah. Dak is not a good processor. Like if Zach, if Dak, I've said this to Samuel, if Dak gets zone defense, he, he will rip a zone apart. Like he, he's very good at it. He's good at, he, but he's not a good processor when he faces disguises or when he faces a front that's going to put a lot of pressure on him and he has to go to the second, third, fourth options. He's, that's, that's not his game. And I think it's being exposed. Remember the pick uh, was right at that last drive, that first down play when he did that. They ran four curls, which I didn't understand. And CD yeah. ran the curl, and the linebacker, I think it was Greenlaw, like yeah. read it like a book, and almost he would have had a pick six if he didn't drop it. And that's Dak. Like he's, they just disguised their shell defense, and Dak couldn't read it. And I'm like, what is, what is he not seeing here to make that throw in that situation? So, and that's what his problem was when he was throwing all of those picks. Um, yeah, for the last eight games. So. I'm done talking about Dallas. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> games, it's a great segue because I wanted to actually have play a game with you guys and see how you guys do. So this game is going to be called – I didn't come up with a fancy name, but I did – it's going to be called How Many Can You Name in 60 Seconds? So I'm going to give each of you guys – and we'll, we'll go one at a time. And each of you guys are going to have different uh, questions or topics – and I'm going to give you guys 60 seconds to see how many of these you can oh, name. So, Caleb, why don't we start with you? Because <laughs> you seem to never start with you, Caleb. Oh. So, Caleb. I I've, okay. Your topic <laughs> is going to be how many Super Bowl winning quarterbacks can you name in 60 seconds? Who's oh, got wow. the clock? You got the clock, Sam? Man. Ready? I'm going to start in – I'll give you 10 seconds. Ready? Hold on. Waiting for it to get Gosh. out. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one, go. Tom Brady, Nick Foles, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, Joe Montana, Steve Young, Joe Flacco. Um, did I say Aaron Rodgers? I don't even know. Yeah, um, oh, my gosh. Are you counting these? Pey- Pey- Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. Ben. Bar- Bart Starr. Eleven, hard star. Um, I'm blanking so hard right now because I'm not. Troy Aikman, twelve. Ben Roethlisberger, thirteen. Yeah. Oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> my mind is like I'm trying to like go by year. This is not good. And. I could do all 56 Super Bowls and just five. If I went, I, I could, yeah. <laughs> if I went in order, I swear, yeah, that's not good showing. You got 13. Are you how, about, how, how, about, how about last year's? Matthew Stafford. I was trying to give you yeah. a, 
Yeah, Come like, on. I couldn't even Pat Mahomes. I couldn't even think. Oh my god. Dang. Yeah, yeah, that's hard. It's it's hard on the spot though. Pressure. I would have probably yeah. gotten five just because of the pressure. <laughs> Seriously, like I wouldn't even because I, you know, I don't watch Super Bowl. I watch Super Bowl, but I don't care as much. The pressure, the pressure. pressure. It's the pressure, yeah. Uh, the pressure. Dad, you ready to go? No, I'm not. Damien's ready to go though. <laughs> you can give it to me. I don't care. I, I, I have no shame if I don't know the answers. Amazing. All right, Uncle D. How many? Uh, now this is going to be for the over the course of the the year, at the end of the year. How many NBA leading scorers at the end of the year can you name in sixty seconds? Oh man! Wait, 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 wait. Wow! Every year, or just like so? Any, any, yeah, like every year. Score of any season of any year. Right. Man, let me know when. I can tell you who hasn't been on that list, but keep going. True. All right, ready. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Uh, Allen Iverson. You can. You guys can fact check me too, because I'm gonna throw names out here. Um, Kevin Durant. Yep. Um, let me think. Shaq. I think Shaq might have done one year. He did. All right. Um, wow. Yeah, these aren't these aren't sitting really well. Jordan. Um. I don't know. <laughs> the pressure. Um, trying to rattle through years. Real tall guy that had a lot of girlfriends, Dame. <laughs> Will Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going back that far. I'm starting like in the like late 90s and trying to think. <laughs> but there wasn't that many because of that reason. Uh, I think in the 80s. Uh, 15. I don't know who else might maybe God. Five, maybe I don't know. Three, two, one, five. You got five. That's a hard question. Sam is, is, is. Bird on that on that list. Say what? Was Larry Bird on that list in eighty seven, eighty eight? I don't know if he. I don't know if he was more. leading scorer. That's Bird was obviously in my mind, and I kept thinking about Kareem it. was the other one I was thinking of that might have. Uh, Kobe had a uh, Kobe had one year. I was thinking Kobe. I know I Kobe. Say Kobe. Yeah, I wasn't sure though. Bron, no, as most recently, I know Bradley Beal won like two years. Yeah, ago. that's what I was thinking. Of. Yeah, yeah. We, that's a then, that's that's, uh, that's an that's an oddball one. Yeah, and then Steph Curry won. Steph. Um, is that right? I did not think that he was. Would Dominique Wilkins have won one in the eighties? That sounds right. Maybe. I had Neek in my mind, too. I was thinking him and Magic, but I don't know if they were, like, high, high scoring. What's English? Is this he... points scored or points per game? No, it's points per game. Points per points game. Per game. Okay. Yeah, like, a, I knew Allen Iverson. Like, the school, they call the scoring title is basically what they call it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lucas probably going to win this year, I imagine, right? He's no, Rob, Dirk. Dirk. Dirk Nowitzki, would he have won one? I don't think did, so. Did Giannis win? No. No. No, he's I not think Durant, Durant like out, outscored him like many years and a couple of years in a row. Sam, remember if you're going to ask the questions, you better have the answers. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Uncle um, Smackdown! Smackdown! Hey, uh, just a uh, just to, to ease the wound there a little bit. Who's <laughs> who, who, who's the leading scorer right now as we sit here? Luca. I think it's Luca. 
Luka's so good. Oh my gosh. And He's averaging like 33 Le- or 34. LeBron, Durant, and Tatum might be up there. I oh, LeBron, LeBron, I think, may have won one year. I, I would imagine he probably took one down. I think he did. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think Embiid right behind Doncic. I think Embiid is like number two this yes. year. Yeah, he is. He's always in like he's always been in like the top five, top seven, but he's never taken the taken the championship. Kareem, yeah. Kareem J. I think so. Yeah, probably, I mean, probably all, all time all time leading scorer. I mean, when he was early Lakers, late Bucks, I think was when he was winning scoring titles. What yeah. about Carl Malone? Yes, I think Carl Malone did one year. I think Carl he did. Malone. Carl Malone did. He also did. Yes, I thought he did. Maybe. Yep. That, that right. resonates. Dad and Uncle Jay, you guys can pick between you two who you want to go next. <laughs> you guys, you guys whoever first wants. I don't care. I'll, I'll go because Jay, Jay is the oldest, and you know he's probably getting a little sleepy, so you want to give him a little extra time. That's what happens when you get to fifty, almost. So, so your t- both of your topics are going to be away from sports, but still oh, topics. They're still topics you know very well. Okay, so. Um, so, Dad, yours is going to be how many Beatles songs can you name in 60 oh. seconds? <laughs> that should have been Every- mine. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Jay's going to be, like, upset. No, trust me. When I get to Uncle Jay's, it'll make sense of why I chose that for Uncle <laughs> All right. Like, all right, Dad. Five, four, three, two. Better look at the camera, Chris, because no Go. Okay. Um... <laughs> Um, all you need is love. Um, um, back in the USSR. Hey Two, Jude. Three. Um, um, oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was at a roll there for a second, and then uh, I just drew a blank. Post snap, um, Chris. Post snap. Post snap. <laughs> Want to hold your hand? Um, Chris, how many days in a week? Get back. Uh, six days a week, eight no, days a week. It's eight days, days a week. Yeah. I know. Uh, um, um, Penny, Penny, Penny Lane, so, uh, Sergeant Peppers. Ten seconds. Um, yeah. Um, my goodness, man. Uh, I say, baby, you're a rich man. <laughs> wow. Time's up. You got Just pulled that last one out of your butt. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how did you not pick Blackbird? I didn't want to like go like like Sergeant Peppers. I didn't want to just go down the list of all those. Like I wanted to try to pick from different. Well, you should have so. gotten more. That's <laughs> yeah, all right. That's all right. It was a challenge. Your prudence. Just go through the White Album. My my guitar with, no, with no context to throw at you, it's 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 definitely a lot harder. But when you're sitting there watching the other person, you have no pressure. You just start like I thought. Of it's a difficult. Like my mind just died when like you it forget died. one name and it's like, oh yeah, you're done. <laughs> Mine died. There's another song. I made one or two songs. I want to hold your hand. All my loving. I said I want to hold your hand. Babies in black. Uncle Jay, are you ready? I'm ready. Whatever you got. Is it Uncle Star Jay. Wars related? Uh, it can be. No, but whatever you want. How many 80s movies? Oh, this is good. In 60 seconds. All right. All right. 195. <laughs> I don't think I'll get that many. Four, three, two, one, go. Empire Strikes Back, Caddyshack, 
Um, <laughs> Raging Bull, Return yeah, of the Jedi, be. Empire Strikes Back is 1980. Um, no, one, Indiana so. Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones, and whatever the third one was. Um, no, that's not fair. Rocky, yeah, just... That's fine. Then don't use the last one. Rocky 3, Rocky yeah. 4. Milogies. Uh, no. Rambo, Rambo Part 2, First Blood, Rambo Part 3, Rambo <laughs> Part 4. Everything's real easy. When you do it this way, Back to the Future 1 and 2, not 3. Uh, what else? Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2, The Karate Kid, The Karate Kid 2. Um, what else was there? Goonies, 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. 3. Big. Two, one, done. Dang. 32. <laughs> wow. If you cut it down to the, the non, like, uh, you know, sequels, he probably got like eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or, the, or the, non, the, the non Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, exactly. I'm going year to year of like the movies that I like, like what came out in 82, what came out in 83. I was just kind of going in my brain um, once I got past all the Sylvester Stallone movies. You're born with a a calendar in your head. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. Can I do the Beatles one real quick? That's too late. Chris already named a bunch. Yeah. Too late. Too late. late. Eleanor Rigby. That was the one I was thinking about. Eleanor Rigby. That one's a good one. Picked up the rice at the church the where the life. wedding had been. True. Day in the All life. Right. Let's, let's try Dilfer win a Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. Still now, going back to Super Bowl, huh, Caleb? Yeah, now we're all replaying the... Yeah, I'm going through my head right now. Roger Staubach, Caleb. Terry Bradshaw. Roger Staubach. Did Tom, Tom Chambers win a scoring title? <laughs> um, maybe. Like, that's that's how possible it is. I don't think did you say Joe Montana. Did you say Joe Theismann? I said Joe Montana. Doug Williams. Did you say Doug Williams? Did you say Phil Sims, your your grandfather's favorite player of all time? No. Jeff Hostel. Yeah. Good, Chris. Could have gone with a lot. Mark Rippon. No? Man. Not Jim Kelly. Not Jim Kelly. I missed not Jim Kelly. Westbrook. Man, that's pretty bad. Harden and Westbrook, right? Yeah. What did you say, should have gotten that one. Bradshaw? I didn't say that, no. Ken Stabler? Oh, and Bede won last year. I missed a lot, guys. All right. The great Len Dawson? Kobe's got two years. Joe Namath? Joe Willie Namath? Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> All right. Brad Johnson? We're going to transition to Star- Super Bowl two, right? Our favorite talk, Star Wars talk. Not so yet. we all uh, – it was – I think it aired in wildcard weekend. It was, it was the, it was the Buccaneers and Dallas game at halftime. Yes. They aired new Mandalorian trailer for season three, which I think all of us here have watched Mandalorian, right? We're up to date, everyone. Yes. That's, that's encouraging. Oh, Caleb, you're not. Yeah. I knew you slacker. No, 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 no. I feel, I love it. I actually do enjoy the show. I didn't, I didn't finish the second season. The last episode in the second season. Yeah, what are you doing? Crucial. Sure. I, I know. Anyways. Hmm. Anyways. So it's coming on March. Um, I'm super stoked about it. So they've come out with a few now re- since Obi-Wan. Like they had Obi-Wan and they had 
Andor, I think, and they're coming out with um, Ahsoka. They came out with a new um, uh, was a Bad Batch with yep. the the. Clones. I watched um, that. Which all were. I wasn't a huge fan of Andor. I thought it was okay. Like I just wasn't crazy about it. But so what I wanted to ask you guys is what hypothetical spinoff of Star Wars would you be most excited about? Uncle D, how about you start? I mean, did you ever hear? <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. That I think the mystery that shrouds that that we that that the gap in our in our real understanding of how that came about would really do wonders for that series and it has to be done right i don't want to see as much as i like the mandalorian you know i i I even put it on a level of about seven close to the movies like there's just a little bit like i don't know it's a I don't want to say it's uh, underproduced, but um, there's a, you know there's a, the the actors are I think decent and stuff like that, but they're all like slightly B level actors, but which is kind of Star Wars way of doing things in some ways. But I don't know I, for some reason I just um, I don't enjoy them as much as the movies. But nevertheless, the backstory about even maybe how midichlorians came about. You know the history of all that that gives these um, that gives them their power. I think would do well. I mean, prior to to Boba Fett coming out, I think we all wanted to see see that Boba Fett was, for the most part, you know, I, I'd say Chris and mine's favorite like evil character next to, him, if you will, Darth Vader. Growing up, um, we knew yeah. about sort of the story of him, but it wasn't it wasn't fleshed out. Uh, the series itself was. It was good. It, I think it added a lot of context and gave us a lot of like history about like how it came about. I don't know if it was really well produced. Um, wasn't a fan. It was kind of cheesy, I guess is the best, best way of putting it. But if they could do a movie and not a series, like a, a small mini series, uh, unless they're going to do like nine or ten episodes, but without like leaving you, you know, waiting for something, you know, like the, the way that Obi-Wan, that could have been a movie. And it would have been an amazing movie. Yeah. Right? But for some yeah, reason, true. they dragged it out and, and, and had these like side stories that just didn't seem to to fit the mold. It was like they were filling in time just for the yeah. sake of an episode. Um, if they cut a lot of that out, put it into a two-hour movie, it would have been one of my favorite Star Wars movies, without a doubt. But um, just because, again, it, it gave us a lot of context to around the intermediary era between when because we were first introduced to obi-wan being old and dark darth being we didn't know how old darth was right um it was even before we even knew any any real history they had and backstory so i like how they fill a lot of the gaps in but even still uh uh you know i think that the 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 thing the 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 ultimate thing that looms over our head is what's that what's that darth plague it's all about and how does he have the, the power to resurrect himself yet didn't realize he gave that power to somebody who ended up you know being the emperor and whatnot so that's that's mine i'll leave it to the rest of the brothers and nephews that would have been mine too if i if i was picking that would have been mine too but darth plague is one of the most 
popular characters in probably Star Wars history, and he's not even doesn't have one second of screen time ever. Do you guys? I, I, I'm not into legends, the uh, yeah. the legends, and I'm not into the um, the comics, and and I don't follow like some of these people are, you know, as devoted as I am to like football is as devoted as some people are to, you know, the Star Star Wars legends. Um, is is would you say that the 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 curiosity and desire to know more about this character, Darth Pelagus the Wise, is that is there a general general consensus in that, or is it more just because I hear it a lot, we talk about it a lot. Is that us, or is it is that a general consensus? It, no, yeah. it's a it's a consensus. Yeah, I, I don't I don't follow like that. You know, I'm not sitting on. Um, you know, yeah, Reddit, Reddit sub subreddits and stuff like that, trying to find out. But I'm, yeah. I think that's just one of those things that looms over the head of all Star Wars fans. And and I think the deeper you get into Star Wars, even though there's a book on it that's very long and arduous, um, with very little context, that offers you a lot of like you like the, the books are okay. But there was a couple of different books that um, I read. There were smaller books that were it was really good, um, and it. it took place directly it, it kind of was like obi-wan it took place directly after he went into exile and then he started you know communicating with qui-gon and and that was really interesting like it, it was on the heels of the movies a few years after and those were i mean it wasn't like a you know it wasn't your thick 600 page book it was probably like 150 pages very easy to read and, and you could just follow the story and there was enough context because you knew where he went on tantooine and um because it, it kind of felt like it felt like Star Wars, so it was it was well. Yeah. I, you yeah. know, I, again, I don't I don't follow the um, I, I'm not on the you know again the uh, message boards and stuff like that, but I, I can't imagine the, that the, the deep, deep the deep the deep state. The, yeah, the the deeper you get into it, the the more you want to know the impact and like the history or the or the yeah. you know it's uh, I, mean, I, I think it's one yeah. of those, it's like you're waiting yeah. for you're waiting for Mo, waiting for Moses to write the first five books. <laughs> know like where it all started and came from yeah so i'll take it i'll take the 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 ball um i think that did damien speaks for all of us we all have that like kind of again curiosity but yeah i think the one i wanted to see is the one that just was just recently came out which is obi-wan he was my favorite character i mentioned that on a recent on a, on a earlier pod i'm glad we got that a little bit um but if we're talking about like pure spinoff then it's kind of a toss up between the Wookiees and Chewbacca, like primarily. And, or, and the other one would be the Ewoks. Um, <laughs> That's an amazing answer. I think there's just not, there's just, they got the Return of the Jedi and that's it. Like, you know, and it's a very small part, you know, that comes in. So I don't know. I think it'd be kind of cool to, to know more about. You know, both of those species and characters i know wicket kind of just jumps out when it comes to the ewoks but true um what about the yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah the job wants to do nothing for me you see him now in the mandalorian and I'm, i don't know i i, I never i'm glad when he gets shot all the time. they love jawas he did i just like imitating him yeah <laughs> 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 oh my god. Oh, that's all. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. 
Uncle Jay. It kind of sounds like, you know, it's funny, uh, Jawas, when you really put it in a certain way, they kind of sound like, um, what's his name there? From episode one. Uh, Misa. Misa Happy. Jar Binks. Yeah. Please not about him, though. We don't want to no, hear No, no, no. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see a movie about him. <laughs> we would disagree with you. Or show. No, I don't. I, so I have two. Um, I think yeah. the first would be, who is Admiral Akbar, and how often was he in a trap in his life? So that's that's a real question I have. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. So like I want to kind of learn a little bit more about Admiral Akbar. Uh, the other I thing don't. is there was a three year period between Episode Four and Episode yes. Five. Yes. My favorite Empire Strikes Back, of course. I would love to know something that took place in those three years right like if you remember empire starts with darth vader is like desperately trying to find luke and wants to take him down like how because at the end of episode four he's like oh the force is strong with this one and then he goes spinning out of control and that's the end and all of a sudden we're whisked into you know a snow a snow fort in the middle of antarctica and hoth and he's trying to desperately find this guy and take him out right and so like what happened in those three years as luke started to grow in his i almost said in his faith in his, in his <laughs> ability uh to use the force and then vader growing in his desperation to find this guy who he must know is his son if he finds out his last name which wasn't revealed obviously in episode five until the end but like vader when he finds out you know, and I'm sure Skywalker is with them. All he has to hear is the name Skywalker. And now we know, like, he knew that was his son the whole time. So uh, I would love to flesh that out a little, go back and flesh that out between episode four and episode five. That's a good one. I like yeah. that. Yep. What about the origins of Yoda? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's my answer right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. Go ahead. No, I, no, no, I don't have that much to add. I just, I would watch something on the, the rise of Yoda or the life of Yoda. Something. How about when he went into exile? What was he doing? Yeah, even, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. That, that, that's actually a good, that, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't necessarily, you know, share your desire to know his origin, but I think that that period, was, that would definitely be, that, that would be a good spinoff. Yeah. I, I, would, I would create it. Like, I'd write it and be like, like he got so like loony out there. He's just by himself. He's no. He, he starts doing stand up comedy, which is why when he meets Luke, he tries his jokes on him, and you're like, man, this is crazy. Why is he like that? <laughs> Where is not make one great? That, that would be a great like Saturday Night Live intermediary between the two. Like, what happened yeah. to Yoda when he went there? And he was uh, a wise old Jedi who, who turned into Rodney Dangerfield. Did yeah. he start eating peyote or something that was on? <laughs> Like, why is he a lunatic? Or doing mushrooms out in Dagobah, you know? So I'm saying, like, what was that there? <laughs> it's possible. So I, what was that there? I think if I had to, had one, it would be Qui-Gon. Uh, Qui-Gon is a super interesting character because um, I was reading something on about Qui-Gon a long time ago, and he was trained by Yoda and his his uh, co uh co-worker a co-apprentice however you want to say it was count dooku like they were trained by yoda together count dooku went dark side qui-gon stayed with a you know with a force and so uh but i would love to like know 
like again i guess it kind of ties along too with the origins of yoda because like it had to go back there like how what did yoda teach qui-gon and dooku and like how did that whole thing flush out and then um qui-gon he because he was like in phantom menace even though the, the the prequels weren't that great other than revenge of the sith like phantom menace is probably on the the bottom of the tier of of star wars movies but uh oh, yeah qui-gon he like the whole premise of it is built is to build up anakin like that's pretty much the the why phantom menace is a thing sam have to- you seen tales of the jedi on the on disney plus it's a six-episode cartoon on the origins of Ahsoka and Count Dooku. And so it takes you to Dooku being trained as a Jedi, and I believe Qui-Gon makes an appearance. So you should watch it. They're only like 12 or 15 minutes uh, cartoons, but they're really well done and kind of cool, like what-if backdrop story of Ahsoka. Counterfactual. I, I don't know if they're counterfactual, but Count Dooku. <laughs> I mean, if if... if- if Qui-Gon and uh, Count Dooku aren't a representation of Isaac and Ishmael, I, and you, know, I, I don't even know. you can't tell me that that's not how, like, you know, you know the biblical references that, that um, he had to take them from somewhere. Somebody turns good, somebody turns bad. Chris, you haven't done any of this in your teaching, in your classes? No you Star Wars references at all? About Yoda and- yeah, there's a few. I mean, yeah, I mean, Lucas, Lucas definitely was influenced by the Bible, but He's also influenced by a lot of other Zen type Buddhist. Type I mean, I'm not he's saying a, that they're. He's a syncretist. He's a syncretist. Yeah, but you know, that's that's they they have they have to draw on some sort of reference point, and and the good and bad theme has been here. Well, since then. the chosen know. one, the chosen one is is a messiah figure. Right. Exactly. Uh, that's clearly, cle- clearly. So, did you, did you guys know the actor of like young Anakin like went crazy and like was like diagnosed like a schizophrenic and like like it was just off the rails like a lot, in the, of, a lot of child actors do that unfortunately jake i think is his first name i can't remember his last name yeah i don't know but he like lost it hmm. heard that he was hitting on natalie portman when he was a kid so yeah. as, just, as he should as he should are you an back <laughs> the same she did in that movie as she does now she was what nineteen in that movie. I was I, I saw some I saw something on Instagram and it showed um in episode Damon, Damon episode one she was seventeen when she was making okay, even younger yeah. Dang. really nope. she was seventeen she was also in a movie um called all I remember is the the song Girl. Sweet uh, Sweet Caroline was in yeah it. I know what you're talking about it was like a um, like a, was, a New England type movie that it was like, called Beautiful Girls. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. That's it. Know this? Like, how do you just know that? I remember that, Jay. Yeah, and and she yeah, was it, a girl in that movie, and like the, the guy, yeah. like one of the guys, like actually got like was like, I can really connect. Attra- to attra- attracted to her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was a weird little. Yeah. Uh, it's only a tiny bit uncomfortable now that we all have daughters. But keep going. <laughs> I just remember sweet, 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 sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. The song was in it. Yeah, and they're and, in the uh, bar singing that song. Yeah. Yeah, and then I remember her. Um, Amadala's yeah. in it. He was a very young Amadala. That's a good segue point because I actually wanted to talk about daughters because <laughs> four, five of us have that, and so we haven't really talked a lot about. I mean, we've mentioned obviously we're all family, so like obviously family pops up. Like we talked about Papa Joe and 
Caleb's only having boys, by the way. He's just decided that. But keep going. Yeah, no. Just one. But yeah, Caleb. Caleb's the only one without, which should be until <laughs> you get hey, married. That should be I got again. time. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, and so, thank Caleb, you. I, I, Caleb, I do have a personalized question for you uh, with this because obviously you don't have a daughter. Um, but okay. for, the, for those of us who do, the fathers in the in the room, um, I want you guys to try to pick one father daughter moment of yours that really stands out and like explain it talk about it and then tell me why why that one sticks out in particular trying to get us to cry is that what your deal is no i'm just try- <laughs> <laughs> i'll go first because i'm the oldest here all right so I'll go first. I think the moment for me, without a doubt, I mean, besides Sarah being born, and I, we don't have to go into all that because everybody knows the story there who's on this call, um, just for her to even be here. But I think it's when I baptized her. Like that was a huge moment. And she was probably, I think she was nine when she got baptized. But the fact that the church allowed me um, to actually do the baptism and then to think about where she is now, you know, that, what's that, eight years ago, nine years ago? Um, to be walking with the Lord still, to be at a Christian college, to want to grow within her faith. Like to me, it, there's so much backdrop to that kid being prayed for and all of you over the age of uh, 44 on this call um, prayed for that kid before she was ever born. Um, so for her to be born and just so much that went into just believing God for her to even be alive, much less than to have uh, be, have her be our only child and then walk through this, this journey with her to be able to watch her, you know, take this faith and make it her own is, I mean, my hands are up, like, thank you, God. So I think for me, that that's a huge moment. Also watching her play softball and cheering her on in sports is always fun. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but that moment for sure has to be like seeing her being able to baptize her and then watching her kind of grow and not veer from that is just huge. So awesome. Shout out to Sarah. Yeah. Shout, shout out, out to Sarah. Sarah. This. It's a tough one. I think Damien would agree because Damien's got four and I have three. <laughs> yes. Um, so, but I would, I'll say this and just to kind of try to keep it as brief as I can. Um, for Hannah or for Hannah and Abby, I went individually with both of them at different times on the mission field. So Hannah actually twice, Hannah and I went to India where it was just her and I, um, and, a, and a small team, but in terms of my other family members, it was just me and her. Uh, first time she was 11, and the next time she was 15. Um, those are special. Abby, in 2019, we went to Guatemala together. That was a special time. So those stand out. Um, but for those two, there's one moment that I'll never forget, probably the best moment that I had with the two of them together, which was, it's kind of a subtle thing. It really doesn't mean much, like you guys won't necessarily think it's a huge deal, but we went to uh, Applebee's. So um, on, a, on a daddy-daughter date, which I used to take the girls on daddy-daughter dates like annually. Um, I did dad-son dates too, but daddy-daddy-daughter dates. And um, so at one point I just said, you know what, we need to do, now that I have more than one, we need to do one together. So I took them both to Applebee's um, and it was just a cool moment. I'm not, I'll never forget sitting there looking at my daughter, just feeling like, real, like, wow. Like, I know the, the the phrase "girl dad" has come kind of surfaced in the last few years, but yep. 
that was a moment where I was like, wow, I love being a girl dad. I had to throw Ari in there as well, obviously. Um, but there's one really cool moment about Ari and has to do with Caleb. Actually, we went to a basketball game and, um, it was one of those situations where Tara was busy. Um, I really wanted to go see Caleb play. And the only alternative was I had to take Ari with me. If I was going to go to the game, it was at Greenville. And, yeah. um, yeah, you remember the game. And I was like, this girl's going to last like five minutes and, and it's over. There's no way. So we get there and the JV game is going into overtime. So now we have to wait a whole what, five or six minutes yeah. before, before the varsity even starts warming up. And I'm like, oh, I'm not even going to see a team play. I, I kid you not. I put Ari on my, on my lap and she's probably not even two at a time. Maybe maybe approaching no she wasn't too she wasn't too okay but she sits there and i'm telling you right now she sat for the whole overtime the jv game and then she sat for every second of caleb's game and i mean watching locked in we end up in the fourth quarter i think we moved down to the front row midcourt with some other uh hudson family members and she was she was she was a trip she was i couldn't believe it I got to watch every play every second and it was kind of a cool moment, you know, just for her and I. So those that's, awesome. that's great. Uh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So I'll go, uh, you know, and it, it, Chris, you make a good point, especially when you have, have multiple ones. <laughs> it's when you got them four <laughs> that I know of. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so. Cause I don't have any sons out there. You know, sorry, Caleb. Uh, yeah, no way. That's easy. <clears throat> but, um, you know, I mean, there, there's a couple of things that were running through my head as I was listening to Christian Jay, you know, talk about their moments and stuff. And, you know, I was thinking back uh, because they, they differ at times because, you know, that one time I had just one. Right. And, you know, I didn't know whether we were going to have more. We, I think we're planning on it, but, um, you know, we didn't know. So that was my little girl. And, and I can remember early on. You know, we moved back to to Nan's house for a while, and and I I had a GMC Envoy, and I put and I had the little hatch with the the hatchback with the window. So, um, you know, I would always want to go outside and play basketball, and you know, having a you know a wife who has a baby is and you know maybe she's a toddler at that time. And, you know, it's like you're gonna go outside and just leave me with the kid. Like I don't know why that's a thing, but apparently you know women like to say that. So, so I used to bring Olivia outside with me. And I put her in the back of there as I'd play and she would just sit there, you know, she was just tall enough to look out the window and she just watched me play basketball. And, you know, <laughs> and I remember at like, it's such an early age. I taught her the starting five of the sons, like, <laughs> but, and I'm not lying. Like, like I would ask her at like two and a half and she knew the starting five of the sons and I, and I was baffled. Um, so I was like, you know, just enamored by how smart she was, or at least her memory. And then I remember after that, I taught her the Greek alphabet because I was studying uh, the Greek um, language at that time. And I, so I, I was trying to memorize the alphabet myself and I made up a little song about it and I would sing it to her and she, she would sing it back. Like she would sing the song. And I remember when she went to the hospital, when she had 107 fever, Chris remembers this because he went there, yeah. he brought yeah. her into the emergency room. And um, I remember the doctor saying to me, like, like she was she was like having a seizure and like they noticed it. There was, you know, ER usually sit for three hours. They looked at her and said, get her in right now. 
got her in. Doctors were working all over. The doctor looked at me and was like, I was like, she all right? And he's like, I don't, I don't know. She might not be. And I was like, I was terrified. Right. But that comes back to the point where they gave her some like medication. Obviously they were giving her fluids and some of that. And all I remember her saying in the background and the guys, (laughs) and the doctor asked me this question because she kept going alpha, 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 alpha. And they're like, why is she saying that? I was like, Oh, I I taught her the Greek alphabet. And the doctor was like, you guys Greek. I go Italian. He's like, Oh, anyway, so it was just a, a really funny moment. Hey, Damien, I just want yeah. to interject for a second, just to cross over. This isn't a daughter thing, but when Samuel had um, surgery on his uh, on his spine, yeah. oh boy, when he woke up, the first thing he said to the doctor was, "Am I Iron Man?" <laughs> <laughs> I remember it's the, that. It's the first thing he said. That's oh, it was uh, green. Huh? Oh, Wolverine. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. You are now, anyway. But um, yeah. So yeah, and you know, I I could go around a bunch of stories. Uh, Sienna, I remember when she was, you know, the week after she was born, I ended up losing my job, so I ended up staying home with her. You know, and I remember her. I'm sitting on the computer playing, and I had her in this little rocker next to me, and I remember the first time she smiled. I looked over at her, and I said, "Sienna," and she smiled. I was like, "I was like, Lynn, she smiled," and it was so it's earlier than it should have been. Yeah. Um felt like anyway it was like you know week week two and she was smiling like consistently and i was like and i remember that moment and um that was nice because i actually got to spend like every single day for several months with her and, and i didn't you know i didn't get that with livia one bit um ava i can remember playing you know baseball with her uh you know and the, playing wiffle ball and she loves sports and you know i, I coached her, her her t-ball team which was always funny because she never won she didn't like the attention so she would, she would just like, I'd be like, Ava, you know, you're up. And she would just go run like in the side of the field <laughs> and sit down. And I was like, all right, next up. Like, and I, I, I just had to let her just do whatever she wanted. It was always really, um, Leah, Leah, uh, you know, again, there's, there's so many different times. Cause you have to think about the moments you have with these people, with, with, with your kids when, you know, in conjunction with the, the other kids. I mean, my, obviously Leah, and she's well aware of this. She was a surprise baby as I was. Um, so it was like, I can remember. And I, I told her this because I told them all. I, I, I was like, yeah, I wanted a boy. I was like, I thought you would all be a boy. Somebody at some point was going to be a boy. <laughs> I, I remember Leah. And I said, when she was a surprise, I was like, this could be it. This is it. The old surprise. And then they were like, it's a girl. I was like, Okay, that's funny, you know. Like that's hilarious. Look, better get fifty grandkids, but um, grandsons. That, that was a pretty tough moment because you know we didn't plan that, and and quite honestly, you know, we 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 didn't like truly consider the other option. Let's let's put it that way. I mean, obviously, it never even entered my mind. Yeah, but there was there was a lot of stress because we there was you know money was extremely tight, and we're like what are we going to do? Like, how, how are we going to do this? It was very, it was that so, um, you know, and, and, you know, I actually, one of the most, the best times I had with Leah, not specifically, but Leah and Ava is when I drove to New York last year. Like it was the, we just had so much fun. It was that the entire ride with the dog in the car or the truck, you know, just got the truck a month before. Like she, she just talked, she even talks about, it. she's like, when was your favorite, you know, what was your favorite summer dad? And I'm like last summer, you know, and, yeah, I, I can't remember summers, you know, so 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 well. But I was like that in recent times was the most fun time. So, um, 
That's cool. I'm just, I'm just glad I get to spend the working from home thing completely change the dynamic of, of how I relate to my kids because I give mm-hmm. uh, even as a manager over over I'm managing managers now and I give them time like they all have kids with the exception of one but I'm like in which I still give a lot of free time like his you know his married and stuff I, I don't care like take the time with your family like if we miss a slight deadline it could be done tomorrow but you 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 know you're not going to get that time back with your kids spend it and they're like, you're the most like accepting, understanding person. I'm like, have four daughters and you'll know that you need that. If Like there's nothing I would have accepted more than having that as a boss. I had bosses who were always like, oh, you're just using this as an excuse. I'm like, I'm not. Like, do I have a tr- tough time at home? Yeah, because there's so many kids. It was like, it, you, I mean, Chris knows about this too, but you know, the pressure that comes along with, with having so many kids, um, I have five, right? And, and you know, trying to please your professional jobs makes it very difficult. And some, and especially when you work with people who don't have kids, they, they just don't understand. They yeah. cannot understand. I, I just, yep. I don't know. I don't remember life legitimately don't really remember what life was like before this. Cause I was a kid when I had, it. I was 20, I was 25, which I consider a kid. And I know you guys don't yet. You will, but like, I don't remember what, I mean, you, you, Sam, you could probably say that now. You're like, I don't know what I did with all my time. I only have a 10 month old and I can't even imagine what life was like 10 before. That's what I mean. It's the weirdest thing. It's like, it's, it's like a rebirth in a way without obviously it being anything like that. But um, so, yeah, I mean, the special times are, you got to try to remember them, right? You got to, because they, they just go by so quick. I mean, you're again, your <laughs> you two on the bottom of my screen i just i think about how old you guys are now i'm like does that mean i'm yep that means i'm 45 but i don't feel it so i don't understand how this works yeah going by and, and everything changes for kids when they get young like where do you where do you become a pa well oh, I, you, well I, I am looking forward to that just i, I would like about five to seven no, I, what i'm that. saying is that the, the, the processing of it sometimes i don't think like I don't think often about like, oh my gosh, I'm a grandfather. Right. When people say it, when people say it to me, hey, how are your grandchildren doing? When it when it comes like that, it's gotta it be a little you. bit like I have yeah, it, it hits you because I, like, well, I have no. a four I have a four year old too though. And yeah, you know, there, there's that little bit of a yeah. I'm married to Tara Romano, so who knows if we're done. Um <laughs> no. so wow, breaking news. <laughs> I was like, please, I don't want to like, like, Jane. Could be. Here, would you? All right, Caleb, that, sorry, Dad. Uh, Caleb, I wanted to get no, Caleb. Uh, Caleb, I know you don't have kids. You don't have a daughter or anything like that. But what? So, what was your as you know? You're what? 19, 18? 18. 18. In your eighteen years of life, what was your what's your your father son moment that most sticks out to you? Oh, hey. My like my uh, uncle so, uncle nephew is fine too. You could choose that if you want. <laughs> if you really want. <laughs> um, I think a lot comes to mind just because, like, regardless of you know dad being my dad, we're also very similar people. Um, and I think we talk about this all the time. Just like faith, like faith, you put faith aside, and like me and dad's lives could have gone very similarly. Um, minus the fact that I had dad and dad didn't exactly have that fatherly role. Um, 
and of course, like the, the football aspect and, you know, playing quarterback and growing up and just him being able to instill all that stuff in me comes to mind. But um, I think, I think me and dad were talking about that this the other day and it's something that's um, this was last year, like a week ago, honestly, um, was yeah. our trip, our trip around the, the Midwest to um, Ohio and Pennsylvania and, and just those moments of like, it was a very still is kind of in that season, but that was last year was like a terrifying, you know, moment for me just because I was like, and you know, it's weird for me to say just cause I know you guys don't think that like, like I felt like I was growing up like so fast, even though, you know, I'm 18, I have my whole life ahead of me, but I was like, yeah, man, like I feel like I was just a freshman in high school and now, you know, I'm picking a college and I'm out here and I was just, there were so many thoughts um, jumping around and just like um, just insecurities and doubts and just like, man, like this is not where I thought I would be, or it is where I thought I would be just, just so many different things. Um, and having dad there was just, you know, his, his, one of his greatest gifts, um, just him being able to be wise and, and just calm and, you know, every situation is something that I think I've taken for granted at times, but, um, just having him, him there to just, to just ease that, um, I think anxiety of that whole thing was really special. And we had a ton of fun, like staying in hotels and, you know, driving around and meeting his coaches. And we were sitting in with, Nick Sirianni's brother on on a whiteboard and he was asking me questions and stuff with dad right there. It was, it was just such a cool moment to be able to share that with him because, you know, he, I mean, and this isn't like, I don't know, like it made it even cooler because I know that, you know, dad didn't get those experiences with his dad. And I feel like it was a time where it was just like, we both kind of like we needed it sort of thing. Um, so I think that comes to mind. Um, just there's times of, I remember just growing up and even back to the ages of like four and five, I, I can remember just um, just things with sports and a lot of it goes back to sports, but um, just, just having fun. Like I've, I've always just had fun with him. Um, and then of course, kind of similar to uncle Jay, like uh, dad baptizing me was a super special moment. I think I was 11 or 12 and um, just that moment of, you know, and just solidifying everything that I've grown up in and just having him be able to do that was, was super special. But yeah, it's hard to pick one moment, but um, yeah, I think that's sums it up. Are we all going to cry now or are we good? Cause <laughs> keep going. We're going to lose it here. I will say, and this is for Sam and Caleb, because I speak for probably Damien too. Like we don't have sons. And so you guys were de facto sons to us especially Sam, because he was the first of any child, Romano child born. I always say, Sam, your birth was what really, I think, changed a little bit of the trajectory of the whole of the whole family, because yeah, I think yeah. your, you being born allowed Damien and I both to see, you know, a miracle happen um, in our family's lives. But then also Caleb to watch you and Sam both be so close and be brothers the way that me and Damien and Chris are like, there's a connection. That's why I love this podcast, by the way, because I don't yeah. care if nobody listens to this, just being able to jump on with us five. Yeah. So much fun. Um, but we don't have sons. So I would say from that perspective, watching kind of vicariously as an uncle through my brother's eyes to raise you two 
is is pretty awesome and so you guys know this and i'll always say this like i'm your biggest fans and always cheering you guys on um and wish we lived closer so yeah that last part living closer that i, <laughs> I do feel like i missed out a little bit on their on the, when them growing up because we left around when they were that small and yeah. i enjoyed it and, and got to see them twice a year uh we always wished it was a lot more times because uh, in general just to have the cousins together because Hannah yeah. will always yeah. be close and, and just in general, I mean, you know, when you're that young, like that picture with Pa in the background holding, I think is Abby. And then the, the rest of the kids on the ground like that, those moments. And I, which I think potentially was my 30th birthday or maybe around that, that time frame. Um, and, you know, just like, I, those were very special moments. Cause you know, mm-hmm. when, when I was attending rock solid with, with Lynn for a while and, um, you know, we, the fellowship that we had as, a, as, but besides the church, like it, the, I think the, the reuniting of me and Chris at that time was, was probably the most powerful strength that we yeah. had during that period of time. Like that was, um, you know, I mean, in, in all, all things that happened post that aside, like it did that, um, it wasn't even so, cause we were, cause that's how close we were growing up. And Jay, obviously, we were close, but you kept me at arm's length, and Chris kept us fam- our family together. Like we had fun together. We grew closer, Dame. I think as we got older too. Yeah. You did. You oh did. yeah, for sure. But I'm saying like there was a by. I would say up till about you were like 20. Yep. Even when I was 16, I remember saying, "Jay, I'll, don't worry, I'll drive." And you're like, "I don't think so." <laughs> like you're like, "You're not driving. You're too young." Yeah, it's big brother, little brother stuff. In a car. I'm like, Damn, you can relate. Well, Damien, we we lived, we literally shared a room. I think what till I was all of your old. childhood, just yeah. about, yeah, almost to the entire childhood. Oh, I, I moved out. Yeah, so when Dennis split the split the rooms in half, which <laughs> no, I think still at that time we still shared. I remember our beds were at at, at parallel areas. Um. So yeah, I mean, but most of our childhood was in the same room. And I would say even up until even at Nan's, like even when we lived in that back bedroom together, um, and Jay was upstairs for like Jay somehow owned the upstairs, even though he went away to school and we didn't go up there. He's like, touch my stuff. It was a weird, it was a weird dynamic. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> I remember about that. that sometimes. I'm like, and then and then when Jay finally moved out, and then Chris, you went away to college, I was like, that upstairs is mine. <laughs> and I was excited about well, it. Well, I can say this. I don't know if this puts a bow on it all, but like. You know, you, you asked the question about our moments with our with our daughters, and uh, you know, there is something very unique about a father daughter relationship. Yes. Um, I don't want to even go here, but the reality is, we're living, we've been living in a fatherless generation. Yeah. Too many, too many of us, like like the three of us, older older ones, have had father wounds. You know, so the fact that we, we have relationships with our daughters, the fact that, you know, God has given us space to, you know, play that role for them and watch them grow up and, you know, go to college. And, you know, in my case, one of them got married, had children of her own. Um, it's, it's very, 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 very special. And then at the same time, the brotherly, the ones where, you know, what, what we're talking about now, that those brotherly bonds that we all share, um, you know, Sam and Caleb, you guys share 
there's just nothing like it. There's nothing, there's nothing like it. It's very, very unique. And yeah. if you don't have a brother, if you don't have a brother in a, I mean, in a physical sense, um, you just, it's very difficult to, to relate to what we're talking about. So we're all we had when we were younger, like in reality, despite, I mean, obviously mom and pa and Nan did everything for us, right? Everything they could. Right. We navigated this. We were, we, we were alone. <laughs> like we were alone together a lot. A I mean, lot. And we didn't have cousins other than Benji no. and Michelle. We didn't have like dad was an only child. So it's not like we had the cousins the way that all of us have with our kids. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah we were alone a lot. And it, it, honestly, the only that our we grew up with the three other brothers who didn't have a mother or didn't have a father around. And that was in the end. Yeah. And yeah. we were all relatively the same age. So um that was a those are special relationships that we had when we were you know growing up and stuff like that and that and we had i mean it was like I, most of our friends didn't have their fathers around, which was ironic I, yeah. I, I don't know if that drew us together or not but for whatever reason that was pretty common by the way i know sam's got to wrap this up but mike nieves and i spent about 40 minutes on the phone today catching up first time i talked to him in a couple months so shout out to mike nieves who is a huge part of the romano childhood growing up and uh, he's doing great living in Saratoga now. So, yeah, I'll see him over the summer. Yeah. Summer. Yep. Summer. Yeah. Well, this is this has been awesome. I felt like that was a really nice way to close it out. And I know that, um, you know, speaking from experience, like we could go on for you know another three hours talking about life experiences and moments with our kids and moments with our with each other and all that stuff. But um, I think that's really you know, it was really awesome. And I, I, again, like, uh, I, I get, I don't remember who just said it, but uh, I don't care really who list, like if we get, you know, 50 listeners or we get zero, like this is the five of you or the five of us is really what, you know, we're doing this for. And this just, you know, I love it. I wouldn't for the world. So in saying that um, for those of you who are listening, thank you guys for tuning in and, um, listening and giving us your time and uh if you have a chance to like and subscribe and follow on spotify and all the major streaming platforms um please go and do so because it really helps us out and it's uh it's awesome to see that and in the meantime have a great night you guys enjoy and uh we'll see you guys later thank you for listening to the few good romano men podcast if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to rate and review our show on all major streaming platforms. And tune in next time to hear your favorite Italians.